is bigger than all of your problems. And you know it's something because he, the devil, you know, he uh, likes to mess with us and he uh, really likes to get next to us on Sunday mornings. He want to follow us to church so he can keep our head messed up and mess somebody else's head up too. But if you're anything like me, you know, sometimes you just get tired of being sick and tired. And you just have to give God the praise and keep pushing your way through no matter what happens. We have to keep giving God the praise and the glory and the honor because God has been better to us than we have been to ourselves. Look at you. Look how God has blessed your life. Look at you. Don't you feel good today? Let's give God some more praise. I want to talk about thanking God for grace. Thanking God for grace. You know, it goes without saying that it is a blessing to be in Christ. Meaning that we are baptized believers into the body of Christ. And every now and then we have to remind ourselves that we are blessed. Regardless of what may go on in our lives, we have to continue to remind ourselves that we are blessed. And if nothing else, God could have taken us when we were separated from him. He could have taken us right in the middle of our deepest sin. You know, the doing your own thing type sin. But he granted us another chance to repent and to get it right. Amen. And if you know like I know, that's worthy of saying, Lord, I thank you for that. We cannot take the goodness of the Lord for granted. Grace is a piece of his goodness. When God blesses us, we need to recognize it as a blessing because he didn't have to do it. Every blessing that God grants us ought to be received with thanksgiving. I'm talking about you got a raise, but you wanted a better one. You expected more. But because you are God's child, you're going to thank him anyway. You didn't get the promotion. That you were looking for. The person that you trained got the promotion. But you were able to keep your job. So you're going to thank God. Anyway, y'all going to help me today. You couldn't even afford the cruise that everybody went on this year. But you were able to go downtown and get on a boat. (laughs) Ride around and look like you had it like that. You got to thank God for that. Thank God for everything that he gives us. As Christians, we need to pray that God will continue to reveal his goodness to us. And that we are able to receive it with joy. Never get disappointed with God. He doesn't make mistakes. His ways and thoughts are not like ours. The way of the Lord is perfect. We must grow to accept his will because we may not agree with everything that he has for our lives. Sometimes we may be looking for one thing, but God gives us another. But we have to always be cognizant of the fact that we can only see the past and right now. But God can see well into the future. Considering how God has kept us, blessed us, protected us, and even gave us stuff when we know that we didn't even deserve it. How can we have any complaints on today? You know, every time the devil comes to you and want you to complain today, I want you to treat him to Jesus and say, 
Thank you, Jesus. Can we do that today? Every time he tries to bring something up that you thought you were going to have that you don't have and he tried to make you feel bad about it, I want you to smile and say, I'm going to thank Jesus anyway. When that phone call comes and you don't want to answer it, but you pick it up anyway and wish you hadn't answered it because now the person on the other side is tripping, I want you to smile. Thank God you got an ear to hear, a mouth to talk with, and just thank him that you got him in your life. Just thank God anyway. Don't let nothing take the thanksgiving out of your heart on today. You know, the truth is, Lansing, we ain't always been saved. We may look like we have, but we ain't always been saved. Some of us just threw away our party clothes. But it doesn't matter how long it took you to come to Jesus. What matters is that you came to him. We all came at different times. And I just thank God for his long suffering. You know, God had to bring us to where we are today. Some of us, we're not where God wants us to be. But we are also not as far back as we used to be. We're making some progress in our lives. Again, we have to keep pushing, keep praising, and keep praying. I want y'all to know that the struggle is truly real. Seems like every time we try to take a step forward, Satan wants to pull us back by two. But the Bible teaches us that he is a documented liar. And I know sometimes we find ourselves in positions that we should never be in. But again, we have to thank God for his grace because he forgives us. I want you to turn over to Romans chapter 6. We're just going to read a few verses and then we're going to go somewhere else. Romans chapter number 6. Uh, uh, and we're going to start at the first verse. Uh, it says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Grace is not produced by sin. So that means that the more we sin, it doesn't mean the more grace we're going to receive. But because God is good, He's looking out for us on our behalf. Are you with me so far? What the writer is saying in verses number one and two, look at two. He says, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? In other words, there comes a point in time in our lives when we have to give up the sin. It doesn't mean that we are going to be perfect but it means that we're not going to be practicers of sin. In other words, when I know to do right, that's what I'm going to do. Even if it hurts me, I'm going to take the pain and I'm still going to do right. Are you with me so far? Look at verse number three. The Bible says, or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Look at this. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in how? Newness of life. So it goes to show you that God expects for us to be different. In other words, we are not expected to act the same way after baptism. Before we were baptized, many of us, most of us, all of us, were tore up from the flow up. Whenever you don't have Jesus, you tore up from the flow up. Look at where he brought us from. So now God says to just start to repay me back. If you just start to repay me back, live right. I pulled you out of the mess that you were once in. And you found yourself back in some similar situations. And you know what I did? I pulled you out of that mess too. Now all I want you to do is live right. We have to thank God for grace. You know, 
uh, just different scenarios that come into our mind. You know, uh, 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 how some of us, we were at places that we were told never to go. Never to show up. You know, and uh, some guys know what I'm talking about. You know, back in the day, in, 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 in my years, uh, a little while ago, <laughs> you know, when you were from the suburbs, you were not supposed to go to like the Robert Taylor homes and try to pull a woman out that project. Guess who was there? They tell you don't drink and drive. How many of us were drinking and our car drove us home? Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? So many things. I, one of my brothers here at, at, at the church told me that uh, somebody walked up to them point blank. Matter of fact, I won't even use him. I use my own father. He told me a story about a man who walked up to him. He was very angry. And he said he walked up to him with a gun. Click! It didn't go off. Who stopped the bullet? Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Grace. Now imagine, if God wanted to get you. You know, some folks say, he after me. No, baby, listen. God don't go after folk. He just get them. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But my point is, if God really wanted to show us his raft, and if he wanted to bring us down to nothing, we have done so much dirt he could have caught us at any time. But because he's good, because of his mercy, his grace, his long suffering, which means he put up with us, he allowed us to come back, repent, and to be all good all over again. I want to tell you a few things before I get started. When we talk about grace, one of the things you have to realize, and I have to realize, is that in 1 John, the first chapter, you don't need to go there. Just listen to me. The Bible points out clearly that God knew that we were not going to be perfect. Amen. He provided a way for us to be cleansed after getting ourselves dirty again. So after we are baptized, sometimes some of the same strongholds that we had when we said that we wanted to take up our cross daily and follow Jesus, some of those same strongholds come back to hunt us minutes after we get up out of the water. God knew that we were not going to be perfect. Some of you are looking at me like you don't understand. Let me put it this way. If you liked cognac, Hennessy, somebody said gin, okay. Just go ahead and call out all your favorite drinks. If you like Hennessy, gin, tequila, whatever you liked to drink, getting baptized did not take the desire out of your mouth. But it was the relationship that you formed with God that gave you the power through the Holy Spirit to say no. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit on our side, we will still be tore up from the flow up. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Some folk can't let it go. We got folk who are 50 and 60 years old, still sagging, walking around like they cool, looking like they got lost in their son's closet. Sometimes it's just time to let it go. You know, and I know we got a lot of pretty ladies around here. You know, I have one of the best jobs in the world. I get to speak to beautiful women every week. A lot of folk don't get to do that. But sometimes, since you're not listening to your knees, maybe you listen to the pastor. Your knees, after so long, likes to walk on flat level ground when you get a certain age you can't wear 
four and five inch heels no more. Oh, they look pretty. Oh, they so cute. And when you walk in here, you almost walking kind of good in them. But, you, but sometimes you just gotta let it go. You know, and I understand how hard it is to let things go. Take your favorite pair of high heel shoes and just frame them. And every now and then look at it and, and tell your daughter, girl, when I had big legs, I was walking in those shoes. You can do that. But y'all, sometimes it's just time to do what? Let it go. I've seen so many beautiful women wear heels and have uh, some house shoes in their purse when they, just in case, they had to pull it out. But anyhow, there are some things that some of us hold on to. And there are some things, even in ministers' lives, elders, deacons, I don't care who you are, you came from somewhere. The Bible says that God brought us out of darkness. So I may not have done what you did, and you may not have, not have done what I have done, but we both have done something. And we needed the blood of Jesus to clean us up. We would never outgrow the blood of Jesus. No matter how righteous we think we will become or we are, we will always need the blood of Jesus in our lives. In 1 John, the third chapter, the Bible teaches us, God knew that, he, that we were not going to be perfect, but the Bible teaches us that he does not condone practicing sin. I talked about that a little earlier. To practice sins mean to continue in sin, to continue to live in sin. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes when we continue to practice sin, we get comfortable with those sins. Those sins become a way of life. But in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, around the first verse, the Bible teaches us that the sin that we practice, that sin needs to be laid to the side. We are the only ones who can stop the sin in our lives. What do I mean by that? Don't look to me to stop your sin. It's a relationship that we have to build with God as individuals. Whatever your stronghold is today, talk to Jesus about it. And I'm going to tell you something. Everybody in the church cannot handle your stronghold. There are some folk that don't need to know what you do on Saturday evenings. Are y'all with me? They can't handle what you do on Saturday evening. So you got to talk to somebody who knows about it. Talk to Jesus. He's the only one who can bring us out of our sin. Now we're about to get into some more meat. We're almost there. In Philippians, the second chapter. I want you to go over there with me. Philippians chapter number two. And verse number 12, the Bible says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Look at this sentence. Work out your own salvation. Do you see that? But not only work it out, work it out with fear and trembling. In other words, you're not, you're not, you're not trembling and fearful because you're scared that God is just going to do something to you. He's not that type of God. He's merciful. But the fear that you have is I can't do nothing that's going to mess me up with Jesus. Y'all understand what I'm saying? It's sort of like uh, some young folk, you know, you, 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 you're on your way uh, well to getting a scholarship. You know, whether it's on the academic side or uh, uh, through sports. You don't want to hang out with nobody who ain't on the same trajectory as you. Because you don't want to mess up what the Lord has laid out for you. In other words, when you're in school, you're going to do everything you can do, but you're going to have that fear, that reverent fear, meaning that you're going to, to appreciate the space that God has placed you in, and you're not going to let anybody or anything come in between you and receiving your scholarship. It's the same thing with the Lord. I don't care what friend you have. I can't go there. But we're just going to be there for a minute. I can't go there. Why? Because 
I don't want to see things. See, some of us, we have not quite been delivered and we're still teeter-tottering on some of those things. Some of us, we can't look at it because if we look at it, we're going to want it. I, 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 you understand what I'm saying? So it's best not to even go. Even if you have in your mind, you're not going to partake in anything that's contrary to the Lord. If there's anything at the place that you're headed that, 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 that used to be a stronghold that you had in your life, you are better off not going, not looking, not participating. Why? Because you are working out your own soul salvation. How? In fear and trembling. Folks say, were you scared to go? Actually, yes. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because you don't want anything to mess up what God has for you. Amen. Are, are we there? Amen. But again, we understand that God knew that we were not going to be perfect, but that does not give us the green light to sin like we want to. Amen. God is just letting us know I'm merciful. Amen. And I give time and space for repentance. The Bible says work out our own soul salvation. What that means is don't get caught up with me if you want to go to heaven. What that means is when we study the word of God, don't start thinking of other folk. Oh, I sure wish Sheila was here today. Pastor talked all about her and her bag is. <laughs> the word is for everybody. And if you feel that uh, the word that you received on a particular day or a passage that you read on a particular day, if you feel that God has blessed you to, to overcome some of the woes in that, then you ought to just thank him and praise him. Because let me tell you something, just like you were once there, if you don't watch yourself, you can end up back there again. This is just how sin is. The Bible says that sin is deceitful. But, you know, it doesn't preclude us from encouraging one another. We can share testimonies about the goodness of the Lord. The testimony about the thing that had you caught up may free me. We all need one another here, church. Because we all fall short of the glory of God. Sometimes we fall so deep, it seems like we can't get back up. But the grace of God continues to abide with us. I mean, think about it. Many people didn't do this, but I can talk about myself because I ain't going to get mad at myself when I get done teaching. There was a time that I just stopped going to church. Period. And it didn't start in one year. It started with one day. I stopped. I didn't even think about going to church anymore. Didn't give God the glory or the praise. When I think back on how I was walking with no spiritual protection, that's a wild feeling. You know, when you're like that, he don't even need to judge you. You know, you just say, I push the button myself because you know you're gone. But guess what? It wasn't that I was so great. It's because he was so great. He allowed me to come back. I'm telling you, the same piece of wood that I started off preaching behind, that same piece of wood I had dedicated to be the bar in my house. I had big plans ahead for that bar. But I didn't know that God had big plans for me amen. Amen. Say it, that just goes to show you that regardless of where you've come from what you have done wrong don't you give up on God because he still loves you like no one else does he's not like other folk when you mess up you messed up for life you know no matter how much good you do they always gotta go back and say well you remember you did this you know people will tell you they forgive you but as soon they get ticked off they gonna go right back even if it's to 1965 I remember it was 1965. I had on a blue shirt and some corduroys with bell bottoms. And I didn't have my hair done that day. But they always got something to say. But I need you to understand that no matter what you have done, 
done regardless of where you've been if you have repented to God you've given God your life even if people don't accept your change just know that God receives you he accepts your change and now you are good with God you ain't gonna be good with everybody you know if you used to be a drunk to some folk you will always be a drunk if you used to steal when some when you go around certain people they're gonna hold on to their purse they're gonna keep patting the back their back pockets make sure you ain't took their you're gonna always be a thief that's just real there's some folk gonna always teach they're gonna always treat you like that but i need you to understand you were not put here to make everybody like you you were put here to serve jesus and as long as you know that your life is in Jesus' hands, you are in good hands. I want to tell you about a couple of things about grace again. Especially when the Bible says to work out your own salvation. Don't follow anyone who is not following Jesus. What I mean by that? Don't take heed to ungodly advice. Don't allow other people's hang up to get you hung up. People may share their problem with you, meaning that they may talk to you about their problem, but you don't have to own it. Don't follow other people's foolishness. See, some people want you to be down with OPP, other people's problems. Don't follow people who are in trouble with the Lord. Don't have nobody running to your house running from God. Y'all don't know nothing about that, do you? See, because when bad company get around you, it may be two people in trouble. You know, as we get older, we have to learn how to utilize these locks that are on our doors. We got to learn how to use that peephole that's on the door. And for some of us that got that big window out there, get on the staircase and peek down like that. Everybody don't need to get in your crib. Are y'all following me today? Because you busy working out your soul salvation. Respect. Cherish and love the loving and helpful people that God places in your life. Don't turn against the ones who love you. Helpful people in your life are blessings from the Lord. Don't turn down a friend because your friend doesn't like them. You know, I thought that stuff ended at eighth grade. There are folk who still don't want you talking to people because they don't like to talk to them. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That ain't in my lesson altogether, but I, I just threw that out there. But I, I need you to understand, you know, grown folk need to, need to get over themselves. You know, I know you ain't talking to Brother Houston. Why? Because I don't like Brother Houston. Then you got the problem with Brother Houston. That's my dog. You know what I'm talking about? Some people don't understand. You know, when we get to a certain age, you know, we got to quit talking about who we don't like. You know how old we are, how close we are to the grave. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You don't like somebody. You better get yourself right. Amen. Talk about who you don't like. Work out your soul salvation. You know what? You know, I, I get up in the morning now, and uh, I don't feel like I used to. Sometimes I feel like I slept with a rubber band around my leg. You know, the nerves ain't in the right spot. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Or you get up and your knee, like, what's happening, man? You know, you know li listen, time is moving. You know, I ain't got time to be walking around with my jaws all poked out because I don't like you. I got to thank the good Lord that I got up in the morning and knew who I was when I woke up. We got to get over all that stuff. It's time to work out our soul salvation. You understand what I'm saying, Ed? It doesn't matter what folks say or do. God is the one who's going to reward you in the end. All the mess you done took off of folk, all the smack talking you done took off folk, they lied on you, they scandalized your name. Listen, even if nothing ever happens to them on earth, don't you worry about that. You just look for your reward in heaven. That's all you need. That's all you need. Work out your own soul salvation. Be a blessing to someone else. When God blesses you, Bless someone else. 
I, I, you, know, you know, even if you don't have a lot of money or, or a lot of health and strength, you can do something Amen. to bless somebody else. Because you never know who you may need. Amen. You never know who may have to bless your life. Listen, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I got a blessing one day. I was um, speaking of being on a boat. I was on a boat uh, uh, in Lake Michigan. And, uh, and so... Uh, it was a young lady at my job. Her husband went in with a few other guys and they bought a boat. So she said, hey, my husband said that if I want to bring a small group of people, you know, I can bring them and we can all get on my boat. Well, I had never been on a boat out there. You know, I'm like, I'm like that's cool. I do that, you know, plus I get to leave work. So it was a win-win situation, you know. So, um, so I, was, um, I, was, um, I was sitting on the side of the boat. You know, it wasn't a real big boat, but it was, it was tight. And I was sitting on the side of the boat, and the boat had a sail. Now, I have never been on a sailboat at that time, you know. Um, and just so you know, so you won't do this. <laughs> when the sail goes up and the wind hits it, the boat dips. I didn't know. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm on a boat, you know, sunny outside, you know. I'm doing my thing, you know, I'm off work, I'm feeling good, you know, had about 25 cents in my pocket, you know, I'm, I'm fat, free food, uh, they had beer, but I didn't drink none, so, uh, but anyway, I'm on the boat, the wind hit the sail, and the boat dipped, and was no, nobody was around, and I found my body sliding all the way off the boat. All I can feel was the water in Lake Michigan. I knew it was going to be cold. I thought there was going to be some, some monsters in the water. You know, I saw all this. I literally was holding on. They, they had like a, some kind of wire. I was literally holding on by one finger like this. And I didn't want to scream because, you know, I'm still cool. I still got my swag. So I wanted, I wanted to scream. Inside, my body was like, ah! But, you know, I'm up there like, uh-huh. <laughs> and out of nowhere, one of the guys from my group came and said, Hey, man, what you doing? He don't even know. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you never know who you are going to need. Am I right? I didn't know I was going to need that man, but he looked so beautiful when I saw him. Yep. I want to make something clear when I said don't follow people who are not following God I don't mean people who make mistakes because we all make mistakes I'm saying people who go astray on purpose there is not a perfect person in here and if you are perfect it's according to your standards not God's standard. Good point, good point. But I want to show you something. I'm going to go, I'm going to dig into the crates today. I'm going to get one of those Old Testament stories. I'm going to show you a story that's going to show you two things. One thing is going to show you how good it is to have the Lord's grace. And the other thing is going to show you is how wild it is when you follow people who are on something else. Turn your Bibles to numbers. Somebody want to know number what? <laughs> numbers. Chapter number 16. Numbers chapter 16. We're going to read. We're going to do a, a lot of reading today. And then I'm going to let you go. Now, I just want to set the, uh, the stage. In verse number 1 in and, 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 and Numbers chapter 16, the Bible says, Now Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On." the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, 
they took some men. Now, Korah was actually Aaron and Moses' cousin. He was a Levite, but he was not a priest. The priesthood was reserved for Aaron and his family. But apparently, that was a hot button for Korah. So he, along with three other men, gathered 250 leaders to rebel against the leadership that God had put in place. He grabbed some folk to rebel against Moses and Aaron. So you know, whenever they went up against Moses and Aaron, that was like going up against God. Because God set the direction. Remember, it was God's plan Amen. to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. Amen. Amen. Right? Yes. And you never saw God ask anybody for advice. <laughs> so that means he had an infallible plan all by himself. Amen. Now, apparently what God did for Korah, it was not enough in his eyes. Because he was not a priest. The other three men, they were Levites. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. The other three men, they were not Levites. They were not Levites, but they were of the tribe of Reuben. So, of course, they weren't priests either. These four men were able to take 250 other people who apparently had weight in the assembly, meaning in the congregation, meaning of the children of Israel. And they led them down a destructive path because they went up against the Lord. I want us to look at verse number two. Dion, you ready to read? You know it. Let's get it. Let's get it cracking. Let's go ahead. And they rose up before Moses. They rose up before Moses. With some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation. Representatives of the congregation, men of renown. Now think about that. These were renowned people. Folk that people knew. And look what these people did. They went and grabbed, like, go, go get the big guns. Now I want you to understand something, church. They didn't go get them so they can praise God together. They went and got them so they can be on the same mess they were on. Four people went and got leaders. 250 of them. Look how quick wrong-thinking people can infect a bunch of other folk. Are y'all with me so Amen. far? Amen. Keep reading. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, What they say, D? You take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Now, they, they, they want to they go ahead and carry out God's plan. And add their own. Mm -hmm. Aaron Moses, y'all probably didn't realize this, but y'all taking too much on. Y'all trying to rule a whole congregation. Keep going. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? So when Moses heard. Wait, hold on. Who put Moses over them? Are y'all following me? Yes. Now these are people, and, and, and keep in mind, these folk done grab somebody. 250 other folk. Now watch this. So, now, they said, you take on too much for yourselves. For all the congregation is what? Holy. How you know? See, when folks start talking like this, that's the straight first indication. You know they own some mess. You know everybody couldn't have been holy. Somebody had a hole in that holiness. You understand what I'm saying? But let's watch it. It gets gooder. Let's go. So when Moses heard it. When Moses heard it. He fell on his face. Moses fell on his face because he's like, this ain't the way this is supposed to go. Keep going. And he spoke to Korah and all his company saying, tomorrow morning the Lord will show you who, who is his mm -hmm. and who is holy. Mm -hmm. And will cause him to come near to him. That one whom he chooses, he will cause to come near to him. Moses said, God is going to take care of all this. Keep going. Do this. Do this. Take censers, Korah, and all your company. Put fire in them and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And 
It shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses is the holy one. You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. So Moses is like, hey, let God tell you who holy. See, I can't look out in this audience and tell who saved. Y'all look good. Amen. How do I know? Amen. But see, God doesn't judge the outside. He looks at the heart. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Somebody may come in here with some toe-up jeans, a toe-up shirt, and sit at the front. And you may say, why that person here? And they got a heart of gold. Somebody come here with a suit, look nice. It ain't blue, but it look nice. And, and all of a sudden, you look at them and, 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 and think they're on their way to heaven. So it just goes to show you, you cannot discern who is saved by just looking at the outward appearance. Keep going, Brother D. Then Moses said to Korah. Moses said to Korah. Here now, you sons of Levi. Is it a small thing to you that now the God watch this, of Israel? Watch this. Watch this. Moses said, is it a small thing to you that God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel? Do you know what God has done for you to bring you near to himself? Look at that. He said, is this a small thing to you? To do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to serve him? He said, do you think this is a small thing? Let's keep reading. He said, and that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you. And are you seeking the priesthood also? So, you know, sometimes people are not satisfied with what God gives them. So they want what you have. You see, whatever God puts you over, that's what he wants you to be over. And whatever that thing is, whether it's 10 or 1,000, you do your absolute best because your blessing is going to come out of what God places you over. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You know, so if I have something and you want what I have because it appears to be more, well, if you want your blessing, don't look at what I have. Look at what God gave you. And you be faithful over what God gave you. How can you be wanting more and you're not even thankful for what you already have? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So Moses said, do you think it's a small thing that God did all this for you? I mean, he consecrated you. He pulled you to the side. Amen. Keep going. Therefore, Therefore, you and all your company. You and all your company. Are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you complain against him? Aaron ain't nobody but who God sent to help Moses. You're like, if you're talking smack against Aaron, you're talking against God. Keep reading. And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram and the sons of Eliab. But they said, we will not come up. Now watch this. So Moses, he called Dathan. He called Abiram, the sons of Eliab. He called them, but they said, we ain't coming. Amen. You know, when folks start acting up, you can't penetrate them. When they have that mindset up, you can't penetrate them. So you got to let God take care of them. That's why Moses threw it in the hands of God. Keep reading, brother. You're doing well. The Bible says what? Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land? Now, now watch this. Now I have to set this. Now they're talking back to Moses, right? So they're looking at him. They told him, we ain't going. Then they said, uh, uh, by the way, is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness that you should keep acting like a prince over us? Now look what they're saying. You know the land that they called that was flowing with milk and honey? Egypt. The same place. That they were hollering, talking about they wanted to be released from. You understand right, what I'm saying? Right. they like, we was all good before you came, first of all. And second of all, what makes you think you done took us away from our food, our water, and everything we had in Egypt to bring us out here? What makes you think you can bring us out here and just kill us or just be a ruler over us? Is that what you're trying to do? you talking about you're going to take us to a land flowing with milk and honey. You took us from a land that was flowing with milk. I'm telling you, when folk are on something... You cannot penetrate them. You got to give them to God. You're going to see it. It's going to get gooder. Keep reading. Moreover, you have not brought us into a land of flowing with milk and honey. Where the land at, Moses? Where the land at? Keep going. 
nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. They say, we ain't coming up. We don't trust you. Then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, nor have I hurt one of them. He said, I ain't did none of these people. Keep going. And Moses said to And by God, the way, you ain't got to do nothing to people in order for them to treat you like you ain't nothing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? These guys are going up against God's people that he put in place. Keep reading. And Moses said to Korah, tomorrow you and all your company be present before the Lord. You and they as well as Aaron. Moses said, come on. Be ready. Let's go. Let each take his censer and put incense in it. And each of you bring his censer before the Lord. 250 censers. You remember because they went and grabbed 250 liters. Remember that? Keep going. Both you and Aaron, each with his censer. So every man took his censer, put fire in it, laid incense on it, and stood at the door of the tabernacle of meeting with Moses and Aaron. Just so you know, if you are not a priest, you ain't got no business trying to offer no sacrifice. Just so you know. That's just a little history for you. Now, if you are a part of the tribe of Levi, you could help do some things but you cannot offer sacrifices. Amen. Keep going. And Korah gathered all the congregations against them at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying. What did he say? Separate yourself. Man, get away. From who? From among this congregation. Why? That I may consume them in a moment. See, if you. First of all, let me tell you something. Don't mess with God's people. Okay, you be better off getting chased by a dog. Don't mess with God's people. Mm -hmm. Amen. God said, get out the way, because I'm about to do something to them. Amen. Move. Keep going. Then they fell on their faces. They said, fell on their faces. Oh, God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation? So the Lord said. Isn't it something? Now, y'all see what's happening. Now him Moses coming to intercede, trying to help him out. They telling, they, they, they hollering, they, 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 they throwing shade at Moses, and here he is trying to help them. Amen. Keep Amen. going. So the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abara. He said, Get away from their tents. When God tells you to get away, you know what you need to do? Get away. You need to get far away. Amen. Amen. Keep reading. It's getting good. Then Moses rose and went to Dathan and Abar, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. Now, I can't, I don't know what they did, but had I been there, knowing what God can do, I'm putting my hands in my pockets. I ain't touching nothing. Amen. Because it's, it's going to go down. Amen. See, you can't, you can't stand in front of God and think you're going to stop the train. Amen. Amen. The train is going to keep running, but you may not keep running. Amen. Keep reading. So they got away from around the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives, their sons, and their little children. See, now this is what's so wild. Sometimes folk act up and they involve their kids in that. Mm. Poor little babies, they ain't know what's finna go on. Destruction. And it all started because four people weren't satisfied. And you know, when folk want to start trouble, they try to gain as many people as they can against you. That's why Ola, they'll come to you and say, I say, Ola, I know you're a liar. Because even Sister Newsom said you a liar. And I talked uh, to Sister Claudia and she told me you a liar. I want to keep bringing up people. Now, you know you ain't no liar, but I want to bring up 13 people to you so you can say, well, I, I, guess, I guess I am a liar if all those people think that. See, but God don't operate like that. You could be one person against 1,000 people. If you are standing for God, he's going to take up for the person who's standing up for him. I'm going to let you know that. Keep reading. 
And Moses said, by this, you should not know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works. You should now know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works. Keep going. For I have not done them at my own will. Moses said, this, this is how you're going to know that this is the real deal. Keep going. If these men die naturally, like all men, or if they are visited by the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing, and the earth opens its mouth, and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit, then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord. Keep reading. Now it came to pass. Now it came to pass. As he finished speaking all these words, that the ground split apart under them. The ground split. Not, 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 not. I want you to imagine this. You there watching all this. And he untold you got the way. You see the ground split. Now, I can truly say that I ain't never seen nothing like this happen before. And even if something has happened like that before in the world, it was nothing like this here. Because this was specifically designed by God. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible says that the ground beneath them were what? Split. Keep going. And the earth opened his mouth. The earth opened his mouth. Keep going. And swallowed them up with their households and all the men with Korah and all their goods. So they and all those with them went down alive into the pit. The earth closed over them and they perished from among those. Now, now do, 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 I don't think y'all read what I just read. You let somebody convince you to follow them and then got yourself buried alive and let me tell you something if God opens the earth and throw you in it you ain't coming back up he closed it and whatever God closes it's going to take him to open it he buried him alive so that means while they were talking they looking like well, what's up hey hey can you imagine now the ground is closing where did that come from? Following behind people who are purposely neglecting the Lord. When you are purposely neglecting the Lord, he's going to take measures into his own hands. But here's the thing. Look how they grabbed all these folk to follow them. And you know it was really only, it was a problem that a few people had. But they allowed them to make their problem their problem. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Don't let nobody put their problem on you. Well, I'm mad and I feel like doing some destruction. Well, you go to jail by yourself. Because I got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Keep reading, D. Then all Israel. All Israel. Who were around them fled at their <laughs> They said, let's go. I mean, this is so stop I me. Mean, think about it. You standing there all of a sudden, fruit. Oh. You know we real want real run if we have to. Real run. So they had to run and keep going. What did it say? Well, they said, lest the earth shall swallow us up also. They said, we don't, but see, here's the thing. And I understand why they ran, because I would have too. But God wasn't going to get anybody who he wasn't going to get. He already knew who he's going to get. That's why he had them all in one place. Are y'all with me? This is God's plan. Keep going. Uh, that means that you don't have to worry about nobody praying against you because something happened to them. So you upset because somebody's praying against you. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter who pray against you. If God is for you, ain't nothing going to happen to you because God is going to continue to bless you. Amen. You Amen. can't, you can't, you can't, you can't just pray me into a pit. Amen. You better watch out before you go in the pit yourself. Amen. This is getting good, Dion. You're gonna make me run in a minute. Amen. Say it. Keep bro. reading. And a fire came out from the Lord. Now a fire. Y'all remember, folk were burning some incense. You remember that? A fire came out from the Lord. Keep going. And consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. Now, you know what that means? They had no business offering 
those incense. Amen. Amen. What would have happened if those four men had gone to those 250 others and the 250 others would have told them, as of this day, we are going to follow Jesus or follow the Lord. What would have happened differently? They would still, at that time, be alive. But because, that, are y'all get, look at this. Some folk had a problem and made their problem somebody else's problem and got up and got folk caught up. Now they burn up. Some folk under the ground and they probably didn't die right away. Can you imagine being suffocated by dirt? I don't even want to get let down in a hole and the hole is open. I don't be hollering, hey, hey, let me out. They got covered up. Then these other guys, see, notice how the Lord did it. He did it in stages. Like, I want you to see everybody who was on that nut loaf stuff. I'm going to get them all. <laughs> they had their, their fire. They should have never had no fire. They should have left that alone. Amen. Now what happened? What happened to him, D? Then the Lord spoke to Moses. Keep going. Saying, tell Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, to pick up the censers out of the blaze, for they are holy. And scatter the fire. Break down. Go down. I want you, no, I want you to go down somewhere. I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm done with that. The Lord consumed all of them. I'm done. Let's go to 41. On the next day. Now watch this, y'all. Y'all ready for this? The next day. Keep going. All the congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, saying. What they say? You have killed the people of the Lord. Stop. <laughs> Do y'all see this? So you know what this tells you? Even when folk on some mess. Sometimes they can convince other folk that you were wrong. And it didn't have nothing to do with you. Now, they are being charged with killing the Lord's people. If they had paid attention, they would have known that these weren't God's folk. They were evil people against the Lord. Amen. The folk Amen. that were for the Lord were standing in front of them. The ones that they were hollering against. But when the mind is made up, folk do some crazy stuff. Amen. Now, I'm gonna tell you, now you want to know what was really peculiar to me? Let me see the earth open. And this half of the auditorium fall in it. And the floor shut up. I'm getting to the side, Lisa. She's like, what about them? They gotta go too. Then this side of the audience get burned up by fire from the Lord. See, that's enough for me to go, Jesus is Lord. I'm going to give him the praise. Amen. But you know what they did? They start complaining against Aaron and Moses saying, y'all did this. Keep reading, D. Now it happened. Now it happened. When the congregation had gathered against Moses and Aaron, mm -hmm. that they turned toward the tabernacle of meeting, and suddenly the crowd covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. Keep going. Then Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses. What did he say? Get away from among this congregation, <laughs> that I may consume them in a moment. <laughs> they had him going, y'all. He like, he like, oh, y'all, 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 y'all ain't got enough. Now, I'm telling you it would have been enough for me. But now, one thing I want to show you here, you see the quick judgment and execution of God? Amen. That's without grace. See, we have done things to deserve death, but we didn't die because we received grace. Are y'all getting this? Amen. But he quickly judged them. You did what? You said what? Move out the way. Move, move. I got something for them. And when God come at you, he coming at you. Keep reading. And they fell on their faces. They fell on their faces. What'd they say? So Moses said to Aaron. What'd he say? Take a censer and put fire in it from the altar. But incense, put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from the Lord. See, he, said, he, said, he said, look, you, you need to make atonement. Ask God to forgive these people. They have lost their complete mind. 
Ask him to forgive him. Keep going. The plague has begun. The plague has begun. It's, 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 it's going on. Keep going. Then Aaron took it as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the assembly. And already the plague had begun among the people. So he put the incense, he put in the incense and made atonement for the people. Mm -hmm. And he stood between the dead and the living. So, so folk were dying, y'all. As he was doing all this, people were dying. Because you know why? God is going to do what God wants to do. This is why we can't get caught up with folk who ain't following Jesus. That's why we got to work out our own soul salvation. Oh, y'all starting to get this. You're making me happy. We're starting to get this. Keep going. Now, those who died in the plague. Were, those who died in the plague. Were 14,700. Besides those who died in the core incident. So Aaron returned to Moses at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. The plague had stopped. 14,000 people. Gone. But when you go all the way back to the root of the problem. What was it? Four people. I don't like how this is going. I need to be a priest. I look priestly. I can wear a robe. I like robes. I can sacrifice. Let me be a priest. I'm from the Levites. Then somebody over there, yeah, man. You do look like a priest. Yeah, man. You know what we going to do? This is what we going to do right now, right now, right now. We going to go get the leaders. We're going to get the leaders, and we're going to get this popping off right now. But what they didn't know, those leaders weren't leaders. The real leader was God. Nobody leads God. God leads everybody. So if they had a problem, they shouldn't have went to man to solve it. They should have went to God. Are you understanding this? But they went up against who God had put in leadership to run the ship. And what happened? Over 14. 15,000 people lost their lives. And all deaths were wild. None of them were natural. Now, ain't you glad that God done gave you some grace? You, my gosh, you know you wrong. And you stumbling, can't even put the key in the door. And you just get melted down like a, like a pot of uh, soup or something. You don't want God to do anything to you like that. And it's not that God can't do that. But today, he gives us grace. So what does it mean? Let me tell you what it means. Let me tell you what it means. Let me tell you what it means. This is what it means, sister. You messed up. But God forgives you. Although you deserve death, a death has already taken place, which was the death of Jesus. So he paid your debt to be saved. So that's why I can't have no attitude problem because I was on death row, but God gave me grace. That's why, Claudia, I ain't going to let you mess up my head I'm going to continue to work out my own salvation because I'm barely skating now because I really deserve death Shelly you getting this you getting this when God saw that we were blind he could have took us out but you know what he said I'm going to let you roll a little longer. It's not my will that you should perish. But I want you to come to repentance. Y'all see this, man. All these folk lost their life. For what? What was the reason? Following behind somebody who didn't know the Lord. Don't let nobody lead you to the wrong place. You be following somebody and wake up. You be looking at Jesus and it's time for judgment. I'm done if you're here today and you're not a child of God. You come by hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized. If you are here today and you are a child of God and you know that you need some prayer, you come on down and get prayer. I just wanted to show you again 
I want to show you the two things. I want to show you the grace of God, how we are so blessed now. It doesn't mean that we can abuse it, but it means that it's there for us to use it. I wanted to show you his grace, how he puts up with us. We know we've all done something that was against God. and He could have he taken us out, but he didn't. It's not because we were so cool or so good or all that. It's because of him and only him. We have to thank God for being long-suffering. I wanted to show you how it is when people follow behind other folk who ain't following behind God. Now, don't let nobody lead you to a place that you don't want to be. It's okay to say, no, I ain't going. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? That's why if you ain't got nothing else you could think to thank God for, thank him for his grace. Because all of us could have got wiped out. But he left us here. And he gave us another chance. And think about, I want you to think about this one last thing before I close out. Think about how sin is. Look how deceptive it is. They saw the earth open. They, they knew someone down. And folks still came back. The next day, even after 200 and more, 250 more people got burned up. Y'all did this. It just goes to show you when folk are fixated on something, you can't get through. Knock, knock. Guess who's there? Ain't nobody at home. Nobody's there. So that's why, church, whatever seems to be against you, as the court system used to say a long time ago, don't take the law into your own hands. You take them to Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? You take them to Jesus. Don't follow behind nobody who ain't following behind the Lord. But at the same time, I have to say this because I know how people think. That doesn't mean that if a person is doing wrong, but telling you right, you're not supposed to do right. Some folks say, who are you to tell me when you're nobody? I understand that, but that person is not your judge. If a wrong person is telling you right, you do what's right, because right comes from the Lord. Are y'all with me today? Did you understand it today? Get on up and give God some praise as we together stand and sing the song of invitation. Bless me 